Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast, the weekly nerd and entertainment podcast where myself, Elite 86, and my two good friends and co-hosts, Tectic and Nerd Bomber, ask important questions like, how great is Aldi? I'm doing Tactic a favor to start the show because he wants to talk about Aldi. It's so great. That's about all I got for you folks. He, he didn't want it to be a, what are you up to? We're going to do that later. But I've been to Aldi a few times. That's what I, what's your, is there like a, a specific thing about Aldi that you think is really good? Yeah. Cut my grocery bill in half. Okay. Well, I meant like a, like a product, but like, yeah, I, so I, I've heard Aldi like, also, hi, Nerd Bomber. Nerd Bomber's Hello. here, guys. She's not, yeah. She, do you, do <laughs> you go to Aldi with Tactic? Not a sponsor. Yeah, no money, no kickbacks. Do you go to Aldi with Tactic or does he go by himself? So we've been Instacarting Aldi. and also, oh, Okay, right, right, yeah. And <laughs> right. honestly, like I used to love going into Aldi all the time. It was just like out of the way compared to my normal grocery Aldi shopping. time. Yeah. And just so the listeners know, we are in no way sponsored. This is not an ad. We just freaking love groceries over here. And I am surprised at their prices. And that sounds super dumb because I know that's their whole business model. But like specifically, in addition to like their meats. So we got a rack of ribs. Our normal grocery store would have been like 30, 40 bucks. Aldi, 15. Great deal. But I literally I got to cut you off there because I literally heard like I've heard a lot about Aldi. I've been there only a handful of times. I've never done a full grocery trip there. But something I've heard consistently is that you should not buy the meat there. Did you want to speak to that? Do you want to refute that? It was delicious. I yeah, I mean, heard, like, we didn't meat, get sick meat, or anything. Like, I don't know. Well, right. I've heard like meat and produce, you have to be careful. Everything else is not only like fine, it's like actually good and better than you think. Like, the produce I've that heard... I've gotten there. So like we just got a bag of peaches. We've gotten salad. The salad lasts longer than our regular grocery store. The peaches were pristine. Like I thought maybe they'd be bruised or something, but no, they've been great, super ripe. We got a watermelon. That was the only thing. It said it was seedless, but then there were seeds. But, but it's I mean, seedless whatever. if you try hard enough. Yeah. Right. It's just oh it's just mislabeling. Just yeah, I've actually all. I've heard that well if you eat them though, there's a chance like that Rugrats episode where it grows in well, then I've got about 27 watermelon in my belly. Well you gotta be careful. I've heard that the wine at Aldi is actually very good. Like again, and I, when I say very good, I mean like for the price you're paying for it. I don't like know if we've ever tried to get good. wine at Aldi, but they have the little cans of wine, correct? Are they the ones that do that, or is that Trader Joe's? I have no idea. I've never actually bought wine. That's a, the only thing you've never the only bought specific, wine. Where do you get your well, wine at, from? Do no, you like do at, you press the grapes yourself? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm cooking them up. I'm cooking up wine over here. I. <laughs> I the only thing I bought from Aldi that I can think of that I like was like yes this is very good. A coworker turned me on to this. It's their dark chocolate covered espresso beans. Perfect like midday work snack. You get that like two p.m. like you're not you're falling out kind of thing. These have caffeine because they're espresso beans. They have chocolate which is good. Just do it. Like it's it's great. You know the dark chocolate. The other thing they have is the dark chocolate covered pomegranates and blueberries. And I don't remember what the actual name brand is, but all the and it it always blows my mind that they get away with this. But they basically they mimic the packaging of whatever the name brand is, and they tweak it ever so slightly. And like the even the brand name that they slap on the label is super close. Like if it was Happy Farms, and they make it Com Farms, you know, something like that. And Two terrible brand names. <laughs> I like couldn't the think worst of brand anything. Ever Especially Com Farms. Com, <laughs> Com Farms. Sounds like a title of a scary movie or something. I don't know. 
but like you buy them at target or whatever and those suckers are like five dollars for a bag aldi dollar fifty way to go so we're gonna spend an hour at least talking about aldi today i'm <laughs> just kidding that'd be great though that's again that's that's like secret segment territory although we may have we may, i think we may have already plumbed the depths of, of what aldi has to offer as a conversational topic but don't worry because we're actually gonna be talking about you know some other big ticket nerd item when we're talking about stranger things I mean, come on, what's nerdier than Stranger Things? And what's more entertainment-y than Stranger Things? We're going to be talking about a trailer for a new show that's going to be hitting Hulu pretty soon based on a comic book. We'll get to that as well. And then we're going to be talking about a defunct Power Rangers Arkham Asylum-style combat game. And just kind of doing a post-mortem on that, I guess, because, spoiler alert, it got canceled. But, you know, might get into some conversations about what other IPs would we like to see take on that kind of model for a game. But let's start with Stranger Things here because Stranger Things, I mean, there's a lot of anticipation here for, for, for me personally. Stranger Things, in my opinion, is, so what we're talking about, by the way, it's not technically a trailer. It's being referred to as a sneak peek. If you just go to like YouTube and type in like Stranger Things season four, it'll probably be the first thing that pops up. It's kind of like a sizzle reel is what I would call it, where they show you a lot of stuff from the past, from the first three seasons, a lot of quick clips. And then you get not even a second long interspersed clips that I get are from the new season, season four. And we're seeing faces of characters that we know with like different hair. Like Eleven's got this weird hair going on. You see uh, Hopper, which like at this point, if you don't know that he's alive, then you're under a rock. Sorry, it's not a spoiler. He's alive still. And he's like got no hair. Not a whole lot in terms of specifics, of course. Basically just saying this is coming in, I think they said like early 2022. It's definitely going to be next year. So it's a ways off. But it's my opinion. I think I've said this on the show before that stranger things is the single best thing that netflix has done best thing they've created that's the gold standard it's the high bar everything they make should be as good as or better than that that's that's the goal they should be striving for so you know season four you know this this video clip what are you guys wanting you know what are you hoping to see what are you excited for break it down for me nerd bomber i mean you're not you're not you're not a scary person well you're not a scary person first of all you're very nice but you're not like a scary things person. I, I'm trying to remember. I think you were pretty like anxious about watching this. Yeah. Initially, I was like, I don't know if this is going to be at my alley. You sold this scary factor on the show to me really hard. And I don't know why. But when I was watching this, maybe it was just because the rest of the show was a little bit more playful. is not the right word, but it was more fun that I didn't really find it that scary. Kind of like when I watched Freaky, like the rest of the movie was kind of so spoofy that the quote unquote scary bits, like the, I don't know, the jump scares and whatever didn't really get me that much. It, it's it's just like, it's bathed in easygoing nostalgia. Yeah. It's so nostalgia driven. It's so easygoing. It's like watching an old movie. You can't, the scary stuff, it is scary, but like, it's not. It was more like creepy than scary too. Like I think the things that get me are A, things that could be real when we're talking about scary stuff. So like, I don't know, I've been going down a rabbit hole thanks to Supernatural and TikTok about, you're not supposed to say their real name. So I'm just going to call them Skinwalkers, like a Native American woods lore. And those kind of freak me out. Can I say the real name? Is it going to bother you if I say it? I mean, it'll come to your house, not mine. So I don't about care. The, are you talking about the Wendigo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Wendigo. I listened to a whole podcast about twice. the Wendigo. 
Three times. The Wendigo, incidentally, <laughs> we we both played a video game in which the Wendigo is like a... A main uh, character, kind of. A key antagonist character. Yeah. Until Dawn. Just shout out to Until Dawn. I'm not scared of the Wendigo. Come at me, Wendigo. <laughs> I, yeah, keep counting, Technic. Uh, but, and yeah, so the Wendigo's, you know, I can I can understand being afraid of that. Like, but yeah, it's like, like borderlines, like, like real, whereas this was not real at all. Like there was no... The stuff in Stranger Things is not going to happen in real life. You know what I mean? So the Demogorgon, it's not exactly. Yeah, it's, it's nonsense. So for me, I don't find it that scary. I'm I'm more so just excited for the show to be back. We binged this super hard. We actually we started watching this right when we started trying to play D and D ourselves. Ironically, that got cut short because we started getting our group together right before it was like February 2020, and shortly thereafter, well, we were what not. Ha- what happened? Yeah, we were not able to that? gather. <laughs> right. But I mean, then we kind of bled right into watch, like binge watching Stranger Things on Netflix. And now I just want more of it. And I kind of want to see if this is going to be the last season, too. I feel like there were maybe hints that it could be wrapping up the show. I don't know if you guys got that vibe. Oh, but I don't like, think so. I think I think it's going to full on maybe even branch out. So here's why I think that they focused on a room full of children they honed in on the number seven. So I think we're going to, I think seven is going to be a big part of season four, as well as, again, those, the other children, because we've only other seen, we've only seen one other children. I believe it was nine. I think so. I can't if remember. I'm correct. And there well, were three numbers highlighted, by the way, four, seven, and eight. It wasn't just seven. Yeah, but Sevens I, were the you one really, plan. your eyes were really drawn to seven because that's yeah, where it, yeah. it dropped in. And so at the very least, we can expect seven, in my opinion. And so, I, I don't think this is slowing down anytime soon. And, and like Illegal said, this is Netflix's big cash cow. And so if you not only have the opportunity to focus on one person, but really you have 10 other opportunities, minus nine, to build this universe and, and have endless possibilities, endless parallel stories, why the heck not? I have a question, though. Do you guys want that? Because I don't think I do. Well, so I'm going to cut in here. I, I was confirming something that I think either was said on this show before. Or I've, I've read about it myself. The Duffer brothers, the creators of Stranger Things, have publicly said, I thought they said it was going to do, they had a whole plan for five seasons. But they actually said Stranger Things is likely to end after its fourth or fifth season. So there is a chance this is the last season. I think it's unlikely. I think it'll they'll go five. Because I think that's what I initially read was that they had a plan for five seasons. But my, my stance is Game of Thrones ended and now we have a whole new show coming. Do you know what I mean? Well, okay. Yeah, I get your point there. But in terms of a self-contained story, you know, I'm, I think I am with Nerd Bomber on this one. I don't want, I want something self-contained. I want something that has a decent run and gives you enough time to, you know, fall in love with the characters. But it's not going out of its way to become an empire, right? And like, and granted, you know, what I said before, Stranger Things is, and Tactics said it too, it's their, their Netflix's cash cow kind of. So Netflix might not want it to die, but... Profit rules all. It's, I don't know, but it's not up to them. The Duffer Brothers probably own the rights to it to some extent, or maybe Netflix does. I don't know how rights work, but I would like to see five seasons. Uh, I think four is not quite enough, but five is enough i think breaking bad i think had five seasons five is a great number of seasons for a show in my opinion so i would hope to see five which means in season four their main job i think is going to be setting the table and i I think that's going to amount to getting the characters that have been scattered to the winds after the end of season three back into the same place 
for probably a really big fight in season five. Yep, the cutlery, the napkins, the cups. Yep, exactly. I couldn't agree more. Right, exactly. Do you think I don't know, that I mean, the actors will be too old by then, specifically the children actors? I think that's well, what kind of makes the show is that we're watching them grow up. They've been slowed down by the pandemic, obviously. I don't know. Like, I, They threw them in a freezer. Like, I think, I mean, think about Harry Potter, though. Harry Potter, those kids aged out. Didn't, it, it was fine. I mean, think about... Yeah, but they almost aged at like the same clip as the movies. You know what I mean? Almost, but not quite. They still, I mean, considering they made eight movies over probably something like 16 years. I don't know. Maybe not that many, but like it was like probably 15 or 14 years. The actors definitely aged out and it didn't have a huge effect. I mean, look at, okay, look at my guy, Tobey Maguire. When he was in high school as the initial Spider-Man, that dude was like 30 years old. <laughs> I don't actually know how old he was, but like, Fair. when you watch Spider-Man now, you're like, what the heck? He's like, dude's like 28. He's got like very good muscle tone for a high schooler. I don't know how much it matters. I, I, I think, well, okay, fair enough. I think it adds, it certainly adds to the show to have them be actual kids and have them be gawky and goony. And like, I remember in particular, like season three, Mike in his relationship with 11, like it was, it was awkward, but almost in a pleasant way because that's kind of like, you know, it's supposed to be this coming of age thing. It's supposed to be this look back on a simpler time. And I get that, but a, you know, I, I, I think, well, not eight, not eight. It's really just my only point. But like, I think the Duffer brothers were very smart. They may have tried to get all of that like teenage nostalgia stuff in terms of like romance out of the way. They got like, oh, you're in the basement playing with your friends. Remember that when you were a kid? Oh, you have your first girlfriend. Remember that when you were a kid? Now it's going to be like, all right, no more kid crap. We're getting chased by upside down demons. You know, I think it might, it might take on a little bit of a darker tone, which I'm okay with. But, you know, it's, it's also a good place for the show to start and really get its get its legs. I, like, the main star of this show, let's be honest, is Joe Keery's hair, right? That's the reason everybody shows up is Steve Harrington's hair. That's why his name is Steve Harrington. I keep thinking it's going to jump up and run away. He's underwater at one point here. Imagine what that hair is going to do underwater. And we see a little bit of it for, like, one second. You know, what Stranger Things is, what makes it magical for me in particular if you look at every season kind of as its own confined entity, what they do, which is a very smart like writing technique, is they split groups of characters into these little sub teams that are on their own missions, usually geographically separated from the other teams. In season three, you have Steve Harrington and Dustin and the girl whose name I unfortunately cannot remember. They go like down into the basement of the mall. Remember that? And they're like way away from everybody. You have Hopper and Joyce with that journalist kooky guy. Like they build these really effective sub teams and they get these three or four characters out of their huge ensemble into this crucible in which they really interact in a meaningful way and play off of each other. And and then the next season, they change up the teams. So like they have different characters who are getting whole seasons, really interacting closely with each other and then moving somewhere else. And I think that's what makes me so excited for season four is what new little team ups are they going to come up with next? You know, who are they going to put 11 with? Who are they going to put? Hopper's going to have a quirky Russian friend calling it now. Right. Well, he's going to, he's going to have a, a, a demo dog as a pet or something. Like it's just, it's very brilliant what they do in that way to keep it, to keep it fresh. But you know, we of course don't know much right now. 
it's just very exciting to think about and to talk about what season four could and will be. I think your seven theory is pretty good tactic. I think, you know, certainly we're going to see more of those children involved, whether it's set just seven or seven, four and eight or, or all of them, you know, I think we could have like a rise of Skywalker situation where like they all come together at the end to, well, that's spoiler territory for rise of Skywalker. But again, it's been like a year. I don't, you know, at the end, it's going to be more like, than a year. Yeah. Multiple years. So yeah, I'm really excited for this. Uh, again, we don't know when 2022. I think they said early 2022, but they might have just said 2022. They basically were just like, keep waiting, losers. That was the point of this video, I guess. But they clearly have a lot of stuff in the can, so it should be coming soon. And we'll just have to wait and see. That's what Netflix has going on. So we need to widen our gaze a little bit in the streaming world and talk about a show called Why the Last Man, which is not yet out. Thank you for asking. But it will be coming out September 13th, 2021. That's basically a month from now on FX on Hulu. So this is based on a comic book series, which I've never read. But basic premise based on a trailer that is now out that you can go watch is, you know, everyone's doing their thing, living life. And then suddenly all the men start bleeding from all their orifices and they die. And it's a woman's world. First of all, like, let's just stop right there. Amazing concept for a show. I think that could that could run for a while. But you might be wondering, who is why the last man? One man survived. And that's what we see in this trailer, which looks like it's packed with a lot of a lot of action, a lot of like post-apocalyptic stuff, of course, a lot of like how do we rebuild society with only half of us. Was he the last man? Is this like the one thing I, I don't know if I got entirely from the trailer, is this like America or is it the world? Is he the last man in the world? I think it's it appeared to be the world. Yeah. We don't know what happens to all the men some sort of disease apparently it's called why the last man because it, this is cataclysmic event that kills every mammal with a y chromosome so it's not even just like human males it's like all male things that have a y chromosome they die and there's this guy yorick who's the last guy they don't understand why he survives and presumably a lot of the show is going to have to involve figuring that out but i love the ideas at play here i have a bone to pick but we'll come back to that we'll start with you know initial gut reactions nerd bomber tactic are you are you watching this show i could i can see myself very quickly getting tired of it depending on what they do if they centered it around he needs to reproduce with everyone to in order to you know keep the human race going then i, I feel like it's just going to be this constant pun that gets exhausting whereas if they take a step back and go we cannot you know reproduce because in the chance that his offspring is is a kid it's gonna the the kid's gonna die at birth unless he has the same exact genetic thing so i hope it's mainly focused on what makes him unique and how we cure the virus before we even talk about the human race being continued and and that's where i think the story has some real levity to it and can really draw people in i think this is really interesting from so many different perspectives. First of all, it's so very patriarchal in many parts of the world. And it just turning that societal quote unquote norm on its head and seeing what happens when women are flipped and kind of in charge of everything and, you know, how society functions, how things are approached. I think that's super interesting to explore from, you know, a sociopolitical standpoint. There's a book that I read recently, The Power, but it kind of explored a similar idea. And I mean, I think there's so many different ways they can even, you know, look at this. There's obviously, like Tactic already alluded to, like the reproductive implications of what would happen if this actually happened in real life. I mean, suddenly the majority of your world leaders are now gone, you know? The world is now ran smoother. 
Right. I mean, everything's more efficient. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's Suddenly, more in touch with their feelings. Suddenly, all of the problems yeah. in the world are solved. But I mean, you think about, you look even, and this is one of the things, like, as a female in STEM myself, I mean, there's not nearly enough women in STEM fields right now. And if you get rid of a lot of the, the major scientific minds that even keep technology and things running, unfortunately, at the moment, it's more leaning towards men in those roles. And if you suddenly get rid of all of those subject matter experts, what does the world look like? And how do the rest of society, like how do all of those people kind of band together and pick themselves up and, you know, put the pieces back together? And I think there's just so many interesting ways they can look at this. And I know this is based on a comic book, I believe. So I think there's source material here. I haven't read the comic book at all, but I'm kind of interested now that I even know this exists to kind of go back. I don't know if I want to because I feel like it'll kind of spoil the show. And every time I read a book before I watch a movie or TV show, I kind of get like a little smarmy and disappointed because it's not quite as good. So I don't know if I want to do that to myself. But I think it would be interesting. Like now I kind of want to go back and read it at some point just to see how all of these issues are tackled. Well, so I I totally agree. And again, I, I think like you said, I think the premise is so good. Let me tell you what annoys me uh, and what, I, what I'm what i afraid the show is going to do, I guess. And maybe the comic book does this too, but I would think, you know, if they're going to go into this vague, vaguely social commentary driven drama, that they would know better, but maybe they don't. I mean, uh, back when, and I actually think the new Twilight Zone is like still going on, but I think I talked about this in the podcast when we started watching it a couple of years ago when it first came out. There was an episode of the new Twilight Zone that came out on CPS All Access that was focused on uh, kind of similar not all all men didn't die but all men kind of turned into like hyper aggressive not quite zombies but hyper aggressive jerks who wanted to like kill and hurt all women kind of thing it was again very a very thinly veiled social commentary that was actually very poorly executed on their part but the point is this has to be delicately approached and my biggest fear is they're going to take the one man who's left and turn him into the central figure and the hero character when like that should not be what the goal is right and then the title is see that why happening. the last man and like they, that the title scares me because it's like it's gonna be about this guy trying to get along in a world full of women like it's just no that's not what it should be and i'm afraid like it's about women trying to rebuild society and they're just happy right. to be one guy i would almost rather there not be i mean it's it would doom humanity of course but like from a tv show perspective it'd be better if there was no man if, if there wasn't a last man it was just all right we got to rebuild because that's much more interesting to me than this guy fumbling around desolate new york every woman who sees him wants to jump bump bellies with him yeah and and make babies that's not going to make for interesting television and i you know i would hope they know better people who are doing this and the people who are in charge of making this show but that remains to be seen what does not remain to be seen is that he has a pet monkey so that's pretty cool yeah there's a lot to dig into here uh september 13th 2021 is when this comes out dumb question i will be tuning in yeah go ahead if they knew what was going on right when it happened okay so everyone's sure everyone's dying around them couldn't they just go crazy with a freezer and a bunch of syringes if you catch my drift and just extract oh. from people's I think it's like an well, I I think it's like an instant event though. Like I think like, bam, blood's coming out of everything, and they're going down. Yeah, then they then they would just go quick, grab the testicles. Well, what? (laughs) First of all, okay, hold on a second. First of all, no one's going to be thinking that 
realistically when this happens. And second of all, don't they like don't don't the little swimmers die like really quick? Like, could you even do that quick enough? I don't know. The body maintains temperature for a, a decent amount of time. Plus, but like they made it seem like in this trailer, it all happened worldwide pretty instantaneously that's what i'm you know saying what I mean? like right. but like Quick, nobody's ex- the testicles no who is expecting no, this and like no if you're in a room if i'm in a room with you and suddenly like you start bleeding out of your you eyeballs, better grab my testicles <laughs> instantly <laughs> but like i'm not gonna think oh man all all of mankind everywhere is suddenly keeling over right now like i better right. grab his balls like not just like like, that- like remove them put them in a freezer i'm not talking fondle them i'm talking okay that's like put them in the freezer what kind of messed up like ptsd are you trying to give me put the kids to bed folks if you if you're listening to this podcast (laughs) with your kids first of all i apologize i mean it's like can you yeah hear me out if they did this this guy would be walking oh i'm hearing hey i'm the last man they'd be like so we've got like 2,000 samples in the freezer. No one cares. I mean, they probably... You wouldn't need to do that, though, because there are already, like, sperm donor banks. If you're really that concerned, like, there are already donor banks existing. That's another point, too. They said that they're going to lose power globally... But does that mean just women don't run power plants in this this reality? Well, I mean, you think about it, though, and this is kind of what I was saying, that especially in, like, areas of the Middle East, where some power plants are being run just culturally you're not gonna have women in positions of power over there who would know how to run them you know Plus, what i mean again you you get back in the situation where yeah we got we got freezers full of sperm that's great but when we use those sperm and have babies those if they're male babies they instantly die you still you still have to figure out some kind of oh yeah i'm not disputing you know? that and like i think nerdbomber was saying if i'm like sitting in the coffee shop you know listening to some tunes having a bagel and like and if i'm a woman first of all and if a bunch of dudes like keel over my first thought is not going to be all of mankind <laughs> is dead i got to find something to like i got to find an ice cream scoop to like <laughs> gather this dude's balls and like find a fridge no there's no way you it's you think okay something really bad happened here but like you know Mad if anything like you run funny. you know yeah, you think you're infected yeah that too i'd be like oh gosh this is this is not this is not good times so I don't, I get why you're asking, but I think that's a pretty easy, easy scenario for the writers to dance. I just, we've seen how pandemics spread and it's, it's not instantaneous globally. It's not like a flip, but a switch. But if this was flipped. something, what was that movie with Marky Mark with the trees? The happening. Yes. If this is yeah. like a happening thing, if we're like, all of a sudden the trees were just like, nope, you're all going down. But just the Worldwide, men. Worldwide, globally. I mean, I guess you'd still have like areas of the desert where there's no trees, but I mean, And that's because the majority of the lumberjack population is male. Remember that. Well, how, how did Marky Mark survive in that movie? Because he did survive. Did, didn't he have like apologize to the trees or something? It wasn't really dumb. It was really I, stupid. I don't remember. I think he was just like friends with the trees, so they let him live or something weird. I, I don't know. It was know. like it, it, it was like they stopped deforesting the world and like the trees forgave them or something. It was really it was extremely stupid. Great movie, The Happening. Shout out to Marky Mark and M Night and the Funky Bunch. He found a transformer. People are talking about M Night's new movie, which I'm gonna have to see. That one where they're on the beach and they're all they get old. Oh, really quick. old. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched that trailer when I watched Super Bowl. I saw that trailer. I was like, "This looks like the stupidest movie in the world." When can I see it? So I guess I'll, I'll have to report back on that one. But yeah, uh, Why the Last Man, September thirteenth, twenty twenty one, coming to FX on Hulu. Be on the lookout for that. Now we are at the halfway point of the show, which means there's a couple things you have to do in the, in the way of housekeeping. One, 
take a short break to read an ad from one of our sponsors. But before we do that, of course, Stephen Keller, Ben Shackness, Sir Stephen, Stir, Stir Ben, I said Stir Ben, Sir Ben. Stirring him up. Stirring him up, baby. Take a bow. You take, you know those little like visor things the nights are, you have to like put it up so we can see your eyes and we can see how noble you are. Ben and Steven support us on Patreon at the highest of our three tiers of support, which is the night level. They get to join us at the round table, literally and figuratively. They get guest spots on the show, guys. That's that's an occasional perk of theirs. That for both of them, it's coming up pretty soon. They also get this uh, shout out on the show every week. They get input into our weekly game segment, and they, of course, get access to the monthly secret segment and the vlog. There's also a squire level, which is not quite a night, but they also get access to the secret segment and the vlog every month. And there's the page, which gets access to the monthly secret segment. So for more of the details on all of those levels of support and to give back to the show, if you've been listening for a while or not that long and and want to, you know, help us keep the lights on, you can head over to patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. Get more of the details there. Thanks again to Steven and Ben for helping out with the show. Really appreciate it. And we're going to take a short break now to shout out a sponsor. And we'll be back to talk about GoGo Power Rangers. Today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouthwatering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there's something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. One of my favorites that's currently on the menu for this week is the balsamic tomato and herb chicken. It is phenomenal. I always love my pasta night and this is my choice almost every time that it's on the menu because it is that good. Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. Thanks again for sponsoring this week's episode. And now we'll get back to the show. So, okay, let me clarify something just before I said before the break. So when they say, look, it's been a while since I watched Power Rangers. All right. When they say go, go Power Rangers, is that when they like, like they get, they turn into like the Power Rangers or is that just a like catchphrase? Do we remember? Do we? Does anyone know? Are we? A, is anyone here a Power Rangers expert? Or are we I thought that was just. I thought that was part of the theme song only. I don't remember how. I don't know. Tactic, do you remember? How do they morph? Because they're mighty morphin. But yeah, like, they what's take the morph they take their, procedure. Their morph they digi like, device thing. Yeah. And they did that little hand jive. Okay, and then they so go, it's not. Yeah, and then they just kind of they jump up, but then they come down as like a Power Ranger. I watched the show when I was a kid. I watched the show. I had some like action figures with like the robot looking dudes. And uh, my favorite one was the blue one because I like the color blue. Weird. Like it was all about color. It wasn't Red about was the, the best one. Were. Everyone knows that. Red was the cool guy. Red was like the one you were supposed to like, if I remember correctly. But I, I don't even remember if blue was a guy or a girl. Who cares? It was, it was blue. Well, no, Blue's green, was green was the cool guy. Green was the one you were supposed to like. Red was the leader. And red was, the, red was also my, is my, also my favorite color. Well, then you got lucky. In any case, Power Rangers, there was a video game in the works, which, you know, when you think about it, this is one of those situations that we talk about very often on the podcast of like, how has this not happened yet, right? That's kind of my first reaction is like, Power Rangers is a uh, very cartoonish kind of family-friendly universe in which some costumed folks fight other folks, 
right? We're like fist well, like, fisticuffs. It seems like there it makes are games. Sense. There's like a fighting game, I think, but it was like a free to play. And I know like there were some like IP games back in like the heyday of IP games in the 90s and 2000s, but there hasn't been one in a long time. Like not a not a good good one. Not to right. like it's- besmirch Battle for the Grid or whatever that game is, but like a solid AAA non free to play title, there hasn't been one. Yeah, tri- AAA is yeah, it's a good word to use. So there was until recently a AAA Power Rangers game in the works, which has I think the coolest or one of the coolest code names, Project Nomad. That's dope. That's so cool. It was going to feature an open world cooperative multiplayer and an Arkham Asylum style kind of combat system, which, you know, when you say Arkham Asylum, no matter what context you're saying it in, I'm interested, right? At least in the context of video games, I'm interested. So this sounds like it would have been really freaking cool. So, you know, I don't want to say we're bringing this up mostly just to be sad about it, but it is sad. Some of the, some of the concept art that I'm seeing here looks freaking amazing uh, i imagine there would probably be different classes much like maybe even destiny style you don't have guns of course but like different characters are different perks you know you pick a color based on your strengths as a fighter things like that would have really worked out really well yeah it said like it this seemed like it was such a cool concept and maybe it was a little bit before its time because i think one of the things in the article that i was reading it kind of likened itself to was gotham knights which hasn't even come out yet but Gotham Knights is basically taking all of the Robins, applying the Arkham format to them, and then you can play with your friends and whatnot as different characters, you know, and make it like a multiplayer kind of experience. Maybe it was just before its time, because like those sort of games, like, yeah, we got Destiny, and yeah, that was a while ago now, like almost going on 10 yeah. years ago, I think. But I mean, we didn't really have those type of high budget cooperative experiences like that until fairly recently. And maybe they didn't want to take the plunge because I don't know that I don't think it said how long ago this game was being planned. But I mean, if we're talking 2016, was it? Yep. 2016. So, I mean, I don't know. Those games were around then. There's really I feel like they just kind of dropped the ball. This one has been super cool and I'm, I'm sad. I yeah, I mean, like, the, the co-op space isn't saturated. That's like the main point I want to make is like, we have Destiny, like another one that I haven't actually played, but like the, the Division was a big co-op thing, like Left for Dead. Like there need to be more co-op games and in particular co-op fighting games, I don't think are really much of a thing right now, you know? Well, so this should happen or should have happened, I should say. Go ahead, Tactic. Here's the thing. They, they wanted to do the Arkham Knight fighting style, which has that sort of random slow-mo things, which can be a challenge when compared to the fighting style used in Destiny. So that's a bit of a uh, big thing that they're taking on w- when trying to shoehorn in co-op. In addition, we're forgetting about the Megazords, folks. And, and the reason why I wanted to bring those up is because do they, A, have sort of exclusive side quest where you're all in your Megazords and you can you can come together? Or B, is it sort of the Titanfall-esque environment where there's both people running around doing their thing, but there's also people in their Megazords doing their thing? And, and how do you do that cohesively where the Megazords don't seem overpowered like what we've seen in, in, in Titanfall, but also... In the same vein, they don't seem underpowered because you're in a giant robot suit. So for those who are like me and had to just Google Megazord, I'll save you the Google. Combination of the five dinosaurs. So presumably this would be, I think, a side quest situation to answer your question. And you know know that game, Quop? 
Remember Quap? Is that still going on? Quap might still be going on. Do you guys know about Quap? I have I no idea what you're talking about. Oh, man. Okay, so Quap is... Okay, so the point I'm trying to make, first of all, is the Megazord is a combination of five dinosaurs, right? So, presumably, each dinosaur is in charge of a specific body part, an arm or a leg, basically. Quap, which is spelled Q-W-O-P, is a game on the computer where and I, i'm gonna want after the episode's over nerd bomber you gotta go find this online it's like a stupid flash game and i think the q and the w control your you're a runner on a track and the q and the w represent your thigh muscles that you can expand and contract I've and the played. o and the p are your calf muscles or something and you have to try to not just walk but run it was a really big thing when we were in college i don't know just think back to your college days and it is so hard to even get the dude to like shimmy, let alone run. And I, I want that to be the Megazord. Like, well, what's format. interesting that you say that is when when watching the Power Rangers, they were always sort of in sync, as if they were one one person operating. Hive mind. It. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, with regards to the co op play in the Megazord, that could be for some really fun collaborative. I don't want to say mini games because I feel like that would take away from it, but that exact style of controls that you had just mentioned would be absolutely both really cool, but also could be frustrating, but also really cool. Yeah, it could, it could even boil down, and I, I don't want it to be this, this is like the least common denominator, but like a series of quick time events where certain people have to hit certain buttons at certain times, right? You know, almost like DDR or something, you know, like there's probably a really cool way to do it that presumably they would have thought about, but maybe for all we know, that's what scuttled the project is they were like, well, how do we do the Megazord? Ah, forget it. <laughs> it's this old, old thing. It just died. But yeah, guys, shout out to Quop. That game was really stupid, but really fun. So I guess another kind of branching question, you know, what other unexplored IPs are there? I mean, Power Rangers is in this weird niche of like, they made a movie like two years ago. Remember this? That like was kind of ridiculous. Hey, I but, actually like, the- liked it. The TV show was a really big deal for a while, and then it kind of just like fizzled. Was it was it a '90s thing? Is that when it was? No, like, it's I don't back even know. now. It's still going on. Yeah, my nephew watches it all the time. But like, what other IPs are there like that that are? And I don't, I don't know the answer. I'm saying I'm not. So Nerd Bomber and I actually talked about this IP a while back, and and why it's not like a huge deal on these next gen consoles, and it, and it would absolutely be Zoids. Do you guys remember Zoids? It's a made-up word you just used. I have no idea what you're talking about. All right, so the premise is basically the Mechazord parts where everyone has their own robot animal that they, like, is their pal, and they fight. And when I was a kid, I had all these little kits that I put together, and, like, they were on display on my shelf. And they were just like Transformers. They were like Transformers, but they didn't transform. They just were, like, beastly animals... Robot okay. animals with yeah. awesome weapons. It, like looking at like the packaging, there's like a faint uh, piece of my gray matter, like way back, is like kind of stirring. Like it might have been a thing for me for a brief period of time. I don't know. Honestly, like my memory is not it's not jolting awake with something some long lost. You, you know what would be? Wasn't there a Bionicle TV show? I'm stuck on robots now, but wasn't there a Bionicle TV show? Like that was yeah, there was a while. Was there a Bionicle game? I feel like there would have had to have been. I feel like yeah. I'm gonna Google that because that like. I was into Bionicles for a bit. I'll tell you that much. Well, I feel like other things too. Basically, if you take any of the superheroes out there, one that I think would actually be really fun, but it would definitely be like an M-rated game and kids could not play this game, would be The Boys. And Illegal, I don't remember if you've watched this or not. 
Nope. I have, I've been told by many people, not just you, to watch it. You need to watch it. To it. I know you're a contrarian and that you don't like to do what people tell you to do, but you need to watch it. Don't watch it. <laughs> there was a Bionicle game, by the way. 2003, there was a Bionicle game. So that, that, that pond's all fished out. But like, I feel like if you, if you took the boys, you could almost have this back and forth where like, granted the quote unquote good guys don't really have powers, but they have like guns and stuff. So you could have that group and then you could like kind of bounce back and forth, like either be the bad guys or the good guys. I think it would be really interesting to play in like the shoes of the villains of the show, because I always find it really compelling to have a game force you to be the villain and the bad guy because not enough games i feel like do that they give you the option to be the bad guy and then i never be the bad person because i just that's not who i am but i feel like when i'm forced into it it's an interesting like brain bender you know what i mean different perspective there was an era of this is going to be the most predictable thing ever but like i just thought of a really good answer back in probably the year 2000 2001 you know the golden the golden days I might have got this game out of a cereal box. You know, there used to be this this time when you could go into like a Walmart and they were PC games, but they didn't, they were just in like regular CD cases. So there was presumably very little in the way of instruction. There was very little graphical quality. It was a single disc situation. You would just put it in on your gateway PC and play it. And there's a, t- a movie tie-in for this little movie called The Mummy in 1991 that- There like, was a there's game so for many- that? Oh my gosh. There there were a lot of games like it too. I think during that time in terms of like movie tie-ins where I desperately want them to go back to the I mean the Mummy, the 1999 Mummy is like one of, I feel strongly it's one of those like things that everyone looks back on fondly, like whether or not they even think it was a good movie. They look back on it fondly and it's this kind of this like this B movie, very adventure, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's the perfect like go back to that, take that IP, get Brendan Fraser into a voice booth and do it right given how big of a deal uncharted became and this has an established ip and an established movie to work from that would be so freaking cool that's kind of wish you know wish fulfillment on my part even just thinking about it but there were a lot of video games like that back then that they might have come out of like cereal boxes or they were so cheaply and quickly made to tie into other things whether they be tv shows or movies like i had a rugrats game that was a tie-in for the movie that was again just like this really stupid pc game that like just like redo that and i'm not even saying like remaster it like now we can make video games so much better now go back and redo it and like people still like rugrats or they like again for the nostalgia factor there's probably a price point for that that's probably not triple a but like you could make something cool and people would buy it and play it yeah all of those like that $20 price point like those indie slash double a titles get them some like commercial ip especially nostalgic ones and do some stuff i remember those cereal box games i even had a captain crunch video game and i played the crap out of that like i must have beaten it at least 10 times i don't know why it wasn't that it wasn't very good, so honestly, but yeah, it was they're, so they're, stupid, but it was just like, oh, let's play this. Right. They're, they're, they're dumb little games, but if you don't take them too seriously, they're fun. And like, you can take that and like, again, with how much further along we are in the video game industry now, you can take that and weaponize it and make it so much cooler. Like, I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot of IP, like Power Rangers, honestly, that like, it just, I don't know. It was passed over. It was given a shake and it wasn't done correctly. And we should bring it back like the, and they were even like a lot of the games like flight simulator survived that era the sims survived that era 
but do you remember how many different sim games there were and these these aren't really ips now but like streets of sim city for example do you even know what game i'm talking like there were streets of sim city there was like sim sim tower sim city like sim city might still be going on but like a lot of those like sim games kind of dropped off the map when we played the crap out of those and i just wonder why can't we bring some of those back even just to recapture nostalgia we're you know we're off the topic now but we want, I mean, hit us up on Twitter at OWLE86, at OWTactic, at OWNerdBomber, and our main show account at OnlineWarriors1. What was like the old PC game that you played on the family computer that like wasn't actually good, but you had so much fun with and you want it back? Like, I, th- I'm sure. Tycoon. That's actually good, though. That's different. That's like trip, that's like golden oldie, triple A, like that, that. And also, I think that's still going on. That falls into a category closer to like Worms was also in that category where like they they clearly had it and those were like actually good games. I'm talking about like stupid Captain Crunch games and like and like the mummy game that like was very clearly cobbled together in a weekend by some developer. Like it, it's there's some things that didn't get a fair shake. And I think everyone has a game like that that they really enjoyed that they want to play again, but better, you know. So hit us up on Twitter and uh, also Hit us up if you're sad about the Power Rangers thing, because that seems like it was really cool. But clearly, we're kind of we're kind of past that now. Let's get into what we've been up to here as we as we enter the back half of the show, back quarter of the show, really. Tactic. You talked about Aldi, but I kind of I kind of led you into that. What else has been going on with you these days? We watched Suicide Squad. Oh, sorry, The Suicide Squad. Right. See, the second oh, one is The go. Suicide Squad. The first one is Suicide Squad. So don't get them confused. And? But we watched The Suicide Squad. And this one is what the first one should have been. And and I didn't want to want to trash on the first one after I had seen it, because I, th- I thought it was okay. But when you put these two movies side by side, the first one was trash. This one, this one was really good. Okay, and, so like significantly better, you're saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There's really good character development. There is... Not so much the Harley show. It's it's kind of equally dispersed amongst the main characters that are left. I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm just going to say that tongue-in-cheek. And Very good reviews. Wow. 90, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's... Yeah. And overall, it was just... It was a fun movie. It had a good amount of action. It had a lot of humor. So you're, so you're laughing. You're enjoying yourself. And they weren't afraid to kill people, which is always both shocking and entertaining. And a lot of the cinematography, I mean, if you're familiar with James Gunn's work with Guardians of the Galaxy and a lot of how that was shot, he brings a lot of that cinematography skill to the Suicide Squad. And it's just, it's a nice looking movie. I mean, it's like Technic said, super funny. Also a really good soundtrack. I was digging the music. Huh. Is this going to be the first DC movie I watch in a long time? It should be. I would say. I like I like Idris Elba a lot too. That's a pretty strong draw for me. And John Cena. I think John Cena is underrated as a comedic actor. They they are kind of the the main showrunners in the show, so it it sounds like it's really up your alley. I was actually very impressed. I've never really taken John Cena that seriously as an actor. Uh, we saw him He's in that very funny that like. It was a firehouse movie. I don't remember what it was. It was like a family movie where he's a firefighter. And like he was a cute family actor in that. But in terms of this movie, I guess I just didn't take him that seriously. He was made for this role. Yeah. Uh, He honestly was. His his body type, his his the way he he talks normally, it it, it fit the role perfectly. And I 
I just I couldn't be more happy with the the actor selection. He's very funny in um, Trainwreck, and he's very funny in Blockers. Uh, he's played strongly. I forgot in both those he movies. was in Blockers. Yeah, he's good in both of those movies. In my opinion, he's good in both of those movies. So I would I would definitely show up to see him. So that's good to hear. But I'll put it on the list. Free on HBO Max, if I, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, you can't really go wrong. I I would say if this is your first DC movie in a long time, you will be very pleasantly surprised. Okay, then. Good tip. But overall, don't watch it, wink. (laughs) Okay. I see what you did there. Right on. Anything else to add, Tactic, or is it Nerd Bomber's turn? I'll pass it over. Pass away. So two quick things. The first is that we started watching Startup, and this is now on Netflix, but it was a Crackle original with Adam Brody. And the premise here is... Basically, there is a super brilliant coder out of Stanford, and she's come up with a cryptocurrency that she pitches to Adam Brody's character. He's a, it seems like an investment banker, and he's kind of like bored with his life, and he kind of latches onto the idea of her cryptocurrency that it could change the world. And his father is kind of a shady dude who then gives him money. And that kind of leads them down a shady path because that money was ill-gotten. So it's a very like fast-paced, action-y type show. A lot of suspense and like thriller type things going on. And I think it's it's pretty good. I mean, we get to the end of an episode and we're like, okay, we need to watch the next one because we need to know what happens here. I think there's only three seasons, 10 episodes each. We're like almost done with the first season and... Tactic, I don't know what you would rate this show as, but I mean, I think it's pretty good. It's been trending in the top 10 or so on Netflix in the US at least for a while. And I think if you missed this on Crackle, because I had no idea the show even existed before it hit Netflix, I think it's definitely something that you should check out. Yeah, it's, it's a little slow to get started, but once it gets going, you, it becomes binge worthy for sure. I barely knew that Crackle existed, let alone this show. I will say I just Googled it. You left out a key cast component. Martin Freeman's the man. All right. Have you guys? Yeah, he's in this. You've met him at this point, presumably in the show. Martin Freeman's the man. He's 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 my guy. So again, a strong sell. Yeah, he Uh, is. He plays a cop character, so kind of the foil to the startup crew. And he plays he plays it scary good. Like his role is to sort of be this awkward, standoffish creep guy. Like he's sort of on the path to his own detriment kind of character, if that makes sense. And it's a not little spoiler. psychotic and driven to the point where yeah. like he's so focused and that he's psychotic. And he plays it scary good. Like to get in the headspace for this role is is quite impressive. Hmm. Well again, duly noted. You guys are coming in hot with the Rex today. Yeah, definitely on your to watch list. And then the other thing is I started playing Forza Horizon 4. And this was just so like I'm part of the Microsoft Rewards program. I like to get free Game Pass Ultimate. So I do a lot of stupid Bing searches. And one of the quests to get a bunch of points this month was to play like one of the top 10 games. And the easiest one to get an achievement on was Forza Horizon. And I've never been a Forza person. And I started playing this and man, it's really good. Like I played the regular Forza Motorsport games and it was just not up my alley. I think it was just too realistic. And I was like, I don't, I'm not having fun with this at all. Like, I feel like I'm just driving around in this car and it's, it's not, it's not for me, but Horizon definitely brings something super fun to it. Like there's, 
you know, regular road racing, dirt racing, there's a bunch of different cars you can get. And you're it's like this festival atmosphere. Additionally, the soundtrack is fire. So I haven't played it that much. I think I've got like five or six hours into it, maybe. But this definitely kind of increased my hype level for Horizon 5, which is coming out this fall. So I'll probably end up actually finishing this game. And considering I picked it up on a whim, pretty good. Like, I always knew it got good reviews, but it was just never my thing. And now, surprisingly, it captivated me. So way to go. Right on. Yeah, I've never been deeper into the driving sims myself, but I've been thinking about like trying to get back into the racing games. I used to be big into those sorts of games, man. Yeah, Horizon felt a little bit more like Need for Speed than it did the racing sim. Like it was arcadey, not simmy, which I loved. Yeah, because Need for Speed, Need for Speed most wanted the first one is where racing games as an industry peaked. And they've been going downhill ever since, in my opinion. The Um, idea of working your way up that like the list blacklist of, yeah the blacklist yeah. and getting people's cars from them like i would get so that was, upset if i didn't oh. get their cars if i didn't get their pink slip or whatever from them i was like ugh. that game was almost perfect like it was so close to perfect oh my gosh that game is incredible check it out if you haven't played that one before but also check out forza horizon on my end assuming you were wrapped up on my end i have a couple of things that i've been watching i really want to shout out two of their two most different shows in the world by the way Mr. Corman is a show that just came out on Apple TV Plus this past Friday. There are two episodes out. This is a show that Joseph Gordon-Levitt wrote, directed, and uh, is starring in. So it's kind of like his passion project, so to speak. It is like, I haven't even decided if I like it yet. I think I do. It is very unique. I think on the podcast a couple years ago at this point, I talked about a show called Undone, which was like, it's this animation rotoscope style show that was like very kooky and kind of about like someone realizes they have like mental powers kind of thing. It's not quite that uh, Mr. Corman's not quite that, but Mr. Corman is very, it's incredibly visually imaginative. It's very cartoony at times while also being very anchored in this protagonist, this main character who has this pervasive anxiety and he doesn't know why. And he's trying to figure it out. If you've, if you've suffered from anxiety as I have, this may be a show, it's not going to be pleasant for you to watch it, but it's a show you should watch. That's my read based on two episodes worth of watching it. Uh, it talks about the concepts, the concept of anxiety in a way that I haven't seen a show do before. And I think it's getting it right. It's it's a drama comedy, so you're not always going to be enjoying yourself, but it is funny. It has been funny a couple of times so far. I'm definitely into it. We'll see where it goes. It's very kooky, but I'm enjoying it. The other totally different show that I started watching, which I think was mentioned on the podcast recently because you guys figured I was going to watch it. It's no surprise. I started watching Sexy Beasts, which is this <laughs> stupid show on Netflix. That came uh, out? Where Oh, it's out, baby. People wear masks and they go well, on it's dates. it's not just masks. Well, yeah, they're like, they're like, they're masks that are like, they're like baboon masks that are like very prosthetic, like professionally done makeup and like, all these cosmetics so these people you can't see their faces at all that's the whole point and they go on these blind dates basically it's usually a guy picking between three girls or a girl picking between three guys and they go on these dates and it's it's so stupid it's these stupid half hour episodes that are like mini episodes of the bachelor it is it's exactly what you think it's going to be the annoying thing about it you know the concept sounds interesting in the sense almost like love is blind where like you're not the idea being that oh you're not supposed to be just attracted to physical looks right it's a great thing to work off of and it's a it's if i don't want to call it a noble premise because it's not but it's 
they're undercutting that premise in that underneath the masks, everyone is freaking gorgeous, gorgeous model, attractive, like the hottest people ever, which like kind of undercuts the show. I bet you when they reveal someone, the guy or the girl or whatever, one of them is going to be like, oh, this person is like hideous. So not really a spoiler because all the episodes are the same. You won't know which episode it is. But the last episode we watched, it was a guy picking between three girls and he picked a girl and then they both revealed their real faces to each other. And she was like, let's just be friends. (laughs) And he wasn't like he wasn't unattractive, but he wasn't he was the least attractive person that we've seen on the show thus far. So and she was like a perfect 10. Are you sure like his personality wasn't garbage? Like, did she want to be with him? No, his personality, he was actually, because he was in a, I'm not going to say what mask he was wearing, but he was like, we had watched a few episodes by that point, but he was my favorite contestant. He was the funniest. He had the best personality. And then he didn't wind up being all that good looking. And she was literally, she took one look at him and you could tell she was like, oh, okay, this this didn't work out, Uh, which was a bummer. And again, undercuts the whole show. But it's interesting to watch if it's, you know, go into it with the right mindset, of course. I don't know it's if it really, it's really dumb. the whole show, though. Like, I feel like it is the it's point the of the show. It proves that at the end of the day, people are shallow a-holes. But that's not what they're trying to prove. They're trying to prove that love is possible without seeing people's faces. And they're failing in certain respects. Well, I remember a, with a, Love is Blind, I remember reading the producers were shocked with how many people actually, like, accepted their significant other. Because they fully expected, I think, at the when they when they moved hot. from the pods to like Mexico or wherever, yeah, they yeah. actually turned. There were a couple couples who were engaged, and they actually turned them away and said, "We don't necessarily think you're you're interesting enough for this, and we didn't anticipate this many people actually like getting engaged on the show. We didn't think it would work." So I don't know well, if they do go in thinking it's going to work. I think they just think it might make interesting television. Which it does. Uh, yeah, I, I, w- I would recommend watching it if you're in the right mindset. It's They're 25-minute episodes. It's so low commitment. Just try it once and pre- be prepared for it to be really dumb, but like kind of entertaining. So that's my show recommendation, I guess. Which takes us to quiz time. And what a treat today. Tactic's hosting. Hello. Tactic's been on a bit of a hot streak lately. And as a result, he's hosting this quiz in which Nerd Bomber and I will pit our wits against each other. Quick record update. I am at 11 and 2. Nerd Bomber at 8 and 6. Tactic at 6 and 8. Our good friend Ben Chagnus at 1 and 0. Shout out to Ben. Big ups. The quiz today is about Tactic. I actually don't remember what it's about. Peppers. Peppers. So this is going to be a hot one. Okay. How, you were waiting a whole hour and five minutes to bust that one out, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And you know, we're going to roll right into it. But the Why first question being, how many different varieties of peppers are there? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. I'll give Nerbomber a sporting chance. There, uh, there's a lot, uh, obviously. I'm going to say 3,500. I don't think it's that much, but I also don't want to bust. I'm going to say 50. I know there's more than that, but I just don't want to bust. I'm going to let you guys know that seedless is a variety the hybrid ones are a variety. Oh. And maybe give you an opportunity to try again. Oh, come on. That's cheap, man. I totally would have got it. Okay, fine. I I won't, I'll yeah, I'm not going to change okay, it. fine. But just for reference, that's the definition. I, I felt like maybe you guys just didn't understand that. But anyway, there's estimated 50,000 varieties and Illegal yeah. takes this one. What was that? Trying to change the answer crap. I feel, you know what? I feel attacked. I'm going to take that energy and funnel it into absolutely dominating this quiz. So let's let's... Maybe that was my strategy. So with the next question, the hottest pepper is the Carolina Reaper. How hot is it in 
Scoville heat units. The old Scovilles. I'm trying to remember from watching Hot Ones what the Scoville meter goes up to. I think I'm going to say 180,000. Okay. It's way higher than that. It's over a million. I, I'm not, I'm not going to go that high just in order to not bust, but I actually have a sense of what the answer is here. I'm going to say 500,000. I know it's higher than that. So the peak Scoville level for the Carolina Reaper has been recorded as high as 2,200,000 SHUs. Yikes. Yeah. I've watched people on, on YouTube eat Carolina Reapers and they've said what the Scovilles are. So I, I didn't it remember just, it exactly, it but I knew it was like a good time. Just for reference, that's it's 200 not. times hotter than a jalapeno. Right. That doesn't seem like a good time at all. Well, great. Uh, I'm doing great here. Let's keep rolling. The Red Hot Chili Peppers are not actually peppers. That said, Under the Bridge is their most popular or hottest song. When was it released? <laughs> okay. Uh, yo. 90, 1998. Do you want more than a year or just a year? Just the year is fine. 98. I think it's earlier than that. I'm going to say 1990. So Nerd Bomber gets this one. It's 1992. They were a band at ni- in, in 1992? Good grief. Oh, All yeah. right. Well, fair enough. I did not know that. All right. Know, so I'm going to I'm gonna apologize for my reading comprehension skills. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh, boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can't wait to hear this. Capsaicum. Native to Bolivia and Peru is one of the oldest domesticated peppers and was grown as long as how many years ago? Okay. Oh, Nirvana's Yeah. Bird. Thank goodness. It's the oldest pepper? Yeah. Domesticated oldest domesticated pepper. pepper. I mean, we've been farming for a while. Domesticated? Like a cat? What does that even... I'm confused what that even means. Um, planting and, and collecting the seeds and planting. I'm going to say 1,600. Years 1600 ago? years oh. ago oh it's, years wait. ago i thought we were yeah, talking yeah. about oh you know what screw it 1600 years ago let's do it no, it's way more than that <laughs> i mean they, bolivia there was like mayans and incans there in like the the before times i mean i'll give you a sport and chance i'll double it 3200 but it's got to be more than both of us so illegal gets it and now he's basically locked in his victory and so this next one's just going to be for funsies the answer was oh, five thousand years ago oh okay right on. oh so it wasn't that I mean, it was further, much more yeah. than mine, but like, it wasn't that crazy. I'm just afraid Sweet. of busting all the time. Evidently. So we have a, a question left here for victory lap time? Yeah, this is just for funsies. A G. Charapita is the world's most expensive pepper. How much does it cost per kilogram? Which, for reference, one kilogram is about 2.2 pounds. In USD? Yes. Okay. Most expensive, 2.2 pounds. Oh, boy. $150. I'm going to say more than that, 400 So it's $25,000 per kilogram. <laughs> okay. Well, so Nerd Bomber would have gotten that one, but illegally you're still up by one. And so the gap stays the same between me and second place. Boo. Well, how about that? I'm, I moved to 12 and 2. Nerd Bomber at 8 and 6. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Tactic at 6 and 8. The battle for second is is raging right now. I will say. Uh, I sit confidently at 12 and 2. I will be hosting next week where the Nerd Bomber and Tectic will be pitting themselves against each other. Tectic trying to close that gap, maybe getting one step closer. Tune in. Hey, we have four months. Anything could happen. He's got four months to pass. Yeah, crawl that up third is what's going on right now. Right. So, 
that brings us to the end here. We want to thank you all for sticking around, listening with us, talking about Aldi, talking about Power Rangers and Stranger Things and whatever the other thing was. Why the Last Man? Thank you, Brain, for getting me back on that. And we encourage you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you liked what you heard, or even if you didn't. Uh, hit us up on the Patreon if you want to give back to the show. Hit us up on Twitter. Handles already mentioned. And, uh, you know, get out there and uh, tell your dry cleaner. Do people dry clean anymore? We've like, actually I, used one fairly yeah, your recently. Suits. You got to dry clean your suits. Yeah, fancy stuff. I, you can't throw in the wash. Barney Stinson I'll, would be ashamed. Uh, yeah, I'll try to remember that. But uh, for now, I'm, I'm going to stick to wet cleaning, as I like to call it. Uh, also known as cleaning. So thanks for showing up. We'll talk at you next week. In the not-too-distant future, following the rapid succession of World Wars 3 and 4, plus the hidden horrors of secret World War 2, there is not much left. All that remains is a place where folks get together to read and discuss comic books. Sometimes they laugh, sometimes they argue, but they always record and upload their transmissions. You've found one of those transmissions today. Welcome to The Last Comic Shop. Rate, review, and subscribe to our weekly comic book reviews on all the major podcasting platforms at www.lastcomicshoppodcast.com. <laughs>